Welcome to the Shirley and Shirley Show. Today is Sunday, October 9th, and Shirley and I are set up here as vendors at the Liberty Fest in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and there's quite a list of speakers here today. Yes, and who do we have for speakers today? Well, we're going to get the list out right now because we weren't prepared. <laughs> so, Well, that's kind of our, our uh, motto. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like our form. We are... Uh, one headset that works, one headset that don't. Speakers Can't, that work, speakers that don't. Can't we are not computer, computer techno. We need I, somebody out there to help us figure out why my computer never worked. Could be because I bought the cheapest laptop that Dell had to offer. Could be. Okay, you know, so our guest speakers are Ron Johnson, David Barton, and Ian Pryor. But the candidate list is long, so we'll share it. Hopefully, we'll get a couple of these candidates to stop by and give us a little chat. So let, let's back up a few minutes. Did you say our Senator Ron Johnson was going to be here? Yes, ma'am. He is one of the speakers. Right. Maybe he'll take a few minutes to stop and talk to us. I'm hoping that he will. It would be, it nice. Would be nice. I think he would be lucky to be able to do that. Started out by saying that we are where? We are at the Liberty Fest in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Liberty and Fest? It was called Eau Claire Liberty Fest. Okay, that's pretty cool. Kind of like sense. Cranberry Fest. Yeah, kind of like Cranberry Fest. And it's here at the Menards Expo Center in Eau Claire. So we'd see like maybe Eric Tony, Van yes. Orden. Yes. Tim Michaels. His name's on here. Oh, really? I thought he was someplace else. Well, he might be. I don't know, but his name was on here. Sometimes, you know, it's the list of invited candidates and then whoever shows up shows yeah. up. One of who remember me from the convention. I doubt it. He might hear that we don't really even know. I know. I mean, we're I kind of know. out of our element. For those of you that are listening, neither one of us live in Eau Claire County. No, we don't. We live a good hour and a half in different directions. I know. I think it took me an hour and 45 minutes to get here today. Took you a little longer than me. Did it? Yeah. But it I was driving bad. slow. Yeah, you said you had to go back roads. I didn't have to do back roads. I get to see Wisconsin farmland, which we still yeah. have a lot of. Did you have a lot of signs out in the farmland? There was not one sign on the farmland. Isn't that amazing? But who travels them roads but the farmers, and they all know who they're going to vote for. Yeah, they probably do. Hopefully they vote the right way. So I would say we have a pretty crowded house today. That's for sure. It looks pretty busy to me. Yeah, we have standing room only now. There's people standing in the back. They have food. We ate some lunch. We had a good lunch. It was great. And they have cheesecake with raspberries on top. And that's going to have to be one of our little... That's one of our, <laughs> one of our little blurges that we have to do today. Absolutely. You're, you're two big girls. You're sitting here listening to political candidates. You have to have something to take up the time. That's we why have, I'm not a little girl. Because I, I like cheesecake with raspberry on top. Shirley has cheesecake on the mind. And I have Turning Point USA is to the left of us. And to the right of us is Americans for Prosperity. Two great groups. And we also have a group here that's actually from the Northland. The Northland Freedom Alliance. It looks like they were created in 2021 by a group of local citizens and neighbors concerned about the erosion of their freedoms and liberties. Amen to that. Board members and advisors are leaders in their respective communities brought together by a passion to preserve values that make America great. Hopefully we'll get one of them to stop by and talk to us. I know our friend John is with that group and I'm not sure who the other gentleman is. Well, maybe he'll stop over and introduce himself. I know that Maggie is the person who did the event. She was the event coordinator.
coordinator. She sits on the committee for Eau Claire Republican Party. And she also is with a group of Eau Claire County citizens and patrons focused on bringing knowledge, clarity, and transparency on all things Eau Claire. She has a Facebook page. You can scan it, but of course you don't have the card in your hand and I don't have a Facebook page. So but I, I can do. go to their website. But I'm, I'm not... going to mention our website too. Oh, we do have a website. It is. Our website is HTTPS labar.podbean.com. That's our website. And then also you can email us at Cheryl Shirley Show at proton.me. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. We're on a bunch of different um, listening platforms. So yes. you can find us pretty much anywhere on a podcasting. And if you go to, fa- if you're on Facebook, search the Shirley and Shirley Show and our page is there and you can follow us on Facebook. And that would be great. We'd appreciate it. We're starting to build a little bit of a... We have a yeah. following. Yeah, we do. I know. I know. There are people who enjoy our conversation. Yes, there are. We enjoy them too. Well, I was going to say, pretty much started this just because we enjoyed our conversations with each other and we thought we should share. We and did. I'm all about sharing. Honestly, for starting in like February was the first time we ever did it to coming to Liberty Fest in Eau Claire. I think we've come a long way. We just have to figure out how to make all the equipment work and we'd just be dandy. We would be dandy. I think we're going to have to update your computer. It updates every night when I turn it off. Mine does not update unless I do their little updates, but sometimes there's updates for special items. Well, if it don't pop up and say update me, I'm, how am I going to know it's a special item? I'm not even going to answer that. <laughs> I just hope since we're doing this through my computer that you're talking is getting recorded. It is getting recorded. I can tell by the little bars going off on mine and yours. So we're being recorded. Okay. It's just that we're not sure if we're going to have any feedback from the speaker like we did last time. It was a little bit not bad. It could have been worse. That's for sure. We're going to get that young man over here because he's a big talker. I can tell. That young man? Point. Yeah. That one right there? Yeah. He's got to be a college Republican or something, I'm sure. Well, when he's done talking to that lovely young lady. Mm-hmm. I'll flag him down. There you go. Flag him down. Let's get him over here. Turning Point USA. Maybe I can get the young lady over here on the right. So the American from Hesperity. Is that the group that came to Hayward years and years ago? Yeah, they did the Tea Party Patriot bus. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And they had yeah. Joe the Plumber. I got yeah. to meet Joe the Plumber. And that was when we met David King. Yeah. Pastor David King. And is our Lieutenant Lieutenant Governor candidate going to be here? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, so who is this young man? I don't know. Hi, John. I'm Shirley Armstrong, part of the Shirley and Shirley Show. This is the Shirley. John, why don't you have a seat and let us talk to you? We're always game for that. And this must be Mrs. Liber. Of course, of course. That's going to be Mrs. State Treasurer. <laughs> okay, so we're sitting here now uh, live at the Liberty Fest in Eau Claire with John Liber. He's running for State Treasurer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, John? Like, what's the reason that we should choose you instead of another candidate? I'm a conservative running for state treasurer. I'm the only candidate who actually wants to keep government small because I don't want to expand the treasurer's office. We've been uh, expanding government enough, and at least with this office, I say one person can do the job, and I am that person to do it. I'm an attorney. I live in Cottage Grove, and I've been working to elect other Republicans for about 20 years now. I used to work in the state capitol uh, as a legislative aide for in the Senate and the Assembly different times. I feel like we just needed a conservative choice on the ballot for state treasurer, because when people think of state treasurer, they want somebody who's going to save their money and not spend it. So do you have any new ideas that would help streamline the state treasurer's position to help us save some money? Well, I've got a radical idea that the state state treasurer should focus on the duties of the treasurer and not try to grow the office. That's apparently an interesting idea because everyone else seems to want to grow the office and start duplicating government programs that they've done in other agencies. We don't need to duplicate it. We don't need more staff. Tony Evers wants to grow the office. My Democrat opponent wants to grow the office. 
I'm the only one who says, no, let's let's shrink this. At least, thankfully, the legislature, the Republican legislature, doesn't want to grow it either. So at least we're on the same page. It's interesting because it's an office that's been reduced over the years. Previous treasurers either didn't want to do the job or weren't able to do the job. So what's the answer when you have an elected official who can't do the job they're supposed to do? You move the duty somewhere else to somebody who can do it. I want to keep focus on what we have left in that office, and that's to be on the Board of Commissioners of Public Lands. And that board is a three-person board that manages a $1.4 billion trust fund. Proceeds from that, the income is distributed around the state to school districts, about $40 million last year or this year. And that's not a huge amount, but every dollar in aid means one less dollar in property taxes that we have to pay. So I want to make sure that fund is strong and it continues to grow. Democrats, though, they see a big pile of money and they think, how can we spend this? How can we start new programs and, you know, new social programs and that type of thing? And I say, let's let's focus on what this is for. We're holding it in trust for all of the people of Wisconsin. We should be focusing on increasing the value of that, not finding new ways to spend it. There's been some ideas, especially in other states where liberal treasurers want to start an investment program called ESG. Now, if people haven't heard of that, that's uh, ESG stands for Environmental Social Governance. It's an investment policy that says we're only going to invest in companies that meet our, our standards in these each of these categories. And the standards, of course, are extremely liberal. You only meet their environmental standard if you can go green and start adopting all these crazy programs. The social component, of course, is, well, do you have enough minorities on your board or do you support transgender policies or whatever whatever they make up? It's basically up to them. That means is they would disinvest in conservative companies or companies run by conservative executives. Oh, that person donated to pro-life. Well, we can't put state money in their company. So it's really a way of trying to drive conservatives out of business or make them conform to liberal ideas. And I say that's really not the point of this trust. The point of this trust is to get the highest returns we can. If we're going to start messing with social issues with this trust, then we're going to lose money. And if we lose money, that's less aid to schools. Kind of bizarre to me that liberals have apparently decided that, you know what's more important than schools? Promoting our crazy philosophies. So they're willing to cut money for schools if they can make sure a company has a pride flag on their Twitter feed once a, once a year. It's a misplaced priorities, really, I think. And we need to focus on the whole point of this fund. And again, apparently that's a radical idea, trying to look at what the job is doing and just do that job. They always have to bring in something else that muddles the, muddies the water. We lose focus on what this the whole point of this is for. Well, and you would think the schools needing money would be happy if the trust fund was invested in companies and programs that would make money so that, again, that's more money to divest in and give to the various school districts in our state. And again, that's why I say it's a radical idea. Let's invest in the companies that will make the most money so we can have the most aid to give to school districts. Just focus on the money because I'm running for state treasurer. I'm not running for social policies. I don't even know what they think the office is supposed to be. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your background? What made you decide to run for state treasurer? I am an attorney right now. I live in Cottage Grove, which is just off 94. Uh, unfortunately, it's in Dane County, but don't hold that against me. Uh <laughs> It's as far out of Madison where I don't hate my commute. And before that, I worked in the state capitol as a legislative aide for Republicans. So I understand the legislative process. I've been through a couple budget cycles. So I know what goes into deciding how to fund budgets. I also uh, served on a number of uh, local boards. Uh, I was president of the Park Commission uh, back in my old hometown of Caledonia in Racine County. I was also on the housing authority down in Racine County. So I understand the role of a board member, which is the most important part of the treasurer's job now, because you can't just dictate how the board of commissioners of public lands works. Even if you're the chairman, you have to work with the other board members. A big part of that is coming up with ideas, working with other people to get those implemented. You can't just say, I'm doing this and expect everyone to fall in line. You actually have to present ideas, explain what you're doing so that other people buy into it. As far as why I ran for the treasurer's office, four years ago, we had the referendum, whether we should keep the treasurer's office or not. 
that was a constitutional amendment. And in order to pass, it needs to pass a referendum. That referendum failed by about 61%. That meant we have a treasurer's office. I was interested to see how that was going to be used by the next treasurer. Unfortunately, it was uh, won by a Democrat. Her name is Sarah Godlewski. And she used the treasurer's office not to be a great treasurer, but to run for U.S. Senate against Ron Johnson. We deserve better than a treasurer who's just going to use this as a stepping stone to higher office. We deserve a treasurer who's actually going to focus on the duties. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not planning to run for governor. I'm not planning to run for Senate. I want to be state treasurer. That's why I think we really need somebody who's not just using it to further their careers. We need somebody who actually wants to be treasurer. That's why I'm running. Okay. I think so too. <laughs> well, what a novel you. idea. Somebody actually wants to do the job that they're being elected to do. Thank, yeah. And it, it's... You know, elections are really like uh, job applications. Yes, they are. You're applying for a job. Do you say, oh, I'm just doing this so I can get a, you know, a different job later in a few years? No, you say, I want to do this job. Traveling all over the state. <sighs> oh, the gas prices are not, not, not fun. I'll say that much. Well, they just went up when I left this morning. Gas went up 20 cents from yesterday. 20 cents a gallon from yesterday. Yeah, I think we filled up at 3.99. I mean, and that's it's rough when you have to drive all across the state, putting tens of thousands of miles on your car. You're just like, wow, this is $50 to go to one event. It, it You can't help but think of how much is this costing every single time. It kind of affects me a lot because I'm driving, but there's a lot of other people in Wisconsin who have to drive every single day. It's affecting them just as much. And of course, inflation everywhere. Well, we, it's, yeah. we talked a while back about the cost of goods. You know, yeah. when you go to the grocery store, people were happy that gas came down, but diesel fuel didn't come down. Everything just about moves in this country on diesel fuel, the cost of goods are not going to come down if diesel fuel is outrageous. And then now gas is going back up. So now you're going to get hit twofold. You're going to get hit because the cost of goods are not coming down and your cost to go to and from work or anywhere is going to go up. Well, yeah, the the cost of transportation is tied with gas and that increases the price. And then when you have inflation and wages go up, that gets passed on us too, because when companies are selling things, they're not eating the cost. They're passing it right on to us. So we're, like you said, we're getting it on both ends there. Well, I'm really glad you stopped by to talk to us, John. We appreciate it. And you have my vote of course. And I'm sure that you have Shirley Shirley's too. Uh, we look forward to meeting you and talking to you again once you're elected. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And it's been great. And uh, I'm going to be speaking here at Liberty Fest in just oh, good. A, an hour or so. So thanks again, guys. Well, thank you. Thanks.